You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey, everybody, time to power up another playoff edition of uh, Jumping the Gun. Uh, of course, the regular season is over. Some interesting uh, playoff games on the wild card weekend. I got Daniel Shabazzian on the line with me. I'm Derek Gunn, and we're about to do what we do. We got to take a look back at wild card weekend before we step up to the divisional round of the playoffs. And, Daniel, uh, uh, did I hear you correctly that the word perfect? Is attached to my name yes, for wildcard weekend. Is that possible? Yes, sir. You went six and zero last week. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Say that again. Six and zero. Hopefully, some some of our listeners were uh, uh, took Ooh. your advice from this past weekend and and bet on some of those games on uh, some of your picks because I mean that they're cashing out right now. So, <laughs> uh, six, you went Man. six and zero. I went five and one at the end. I went down with my birds. So. I'll, I'll take That's this what you get for being a homer. Oh, of That's course. That's what you get of for course. being a homer. Oh, it was so fun. It was, uh, as all the Eagles fans know, we weren't really expecting much on Sunday. We were expecting a little more than what we got, but we weren't expecting much. <laughs> well, we'll talk a little bit more about the Eagles, but then, of course, we uh, now look ahead to the divisional round of the playoffs. And wow, you talk about some interesting matchups. Yes, sir. We're, start, we're getting started on Saturday. We have the Bengals at the Titans. The Titans with Derrick Henry are getting three and a half points uh, at home in Tennessee. So the human battering ram has returned Derrick Henry. Of course, Tennessee was the number one seed. Uh, Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase combination has already emerged as one of the best one-two punch duos in the National Football League. Man, what a combination they are. Great game against the Raiders last week to win that game. Joe Burrow is growing up in a hurry here. Um, I, I, I look at where Cincinnati is. Their defense is much improved. They can score. They can play the low-scoring game. They can play the high-scoring game. Tennessee, now that they have the human battering ram back, uh, man, you talk about making their offense even more diversified now. Uh, we'll see how effective Derrick Henry is. Obviously, if you're activated to play, it means you're ready to roll. Uh, man, Tennessee, they got the number one seed in the AFC without Derrick Henry for an extended period of time. Tennessee is a rugged team on both sides of the ball. Ryan Tannehill, 
I'm not a huge fan of Ryan Tannehill because to me he's like a Jimmy Garoppolo. He's hot one minute, he's cold the next. He makes mistakes you don't expect a veteran to make. Uh, but Tennessee has this game at home. And I just think this is where uh, Cincinnati's inexperience will catch up to them. They've had a great season. Um, it's it's a tough to pick against them right now. But I just like this game a little bit better for Tennessee because Tennessee's at home. This is a really I'm really looking forward to this game. This is going to be very interesting, especially with Derrick Henry back. We don't know how rusty he's going to look uh, if he's going to get out to a, a fast start. Because I think you do need to get out to a fast start against this Bengals team. If they get a couple touchdowns early in this game and they start to get that confidence, like you said, they're a young team. Confidence is a big, big deal for a young, inexperienced team in the playoffs. I, I'm taking the Bengals in this game. I think it, when, when, I, when a game is this close uh, with, the, with skill on each side of the ball, I tend to lean toward the quarterback that I trust most. I trust Joe Burrow in moments like this. He's done nothing but show up in big moments in his career so far, uh, even going back to LSU. So I think the Bengals go into Tennessee this week and get the W on the road. Next, we have the Niners at the Packers. The Packers are getting five and a half points in Green Bay. First and foremost, Green Bay has had problems stopping the run. But uh, look at what they were able to do and how they got to 13-4. and four. They very easily could have been 15-2. and two. They didn't have Aaron Rodgers when they played Kansas City, and they only lost that game 13-7. If Aaron Rodgers had to play Kansas City back then, he would have torched that defense. And then, of course, the last game of the season, they played the starters, but they gave the game away to Detroit. So I throw those two games out, and I look at how Green Bay won 13 games this season, You know, and you look at who some of the opponents are that they beat. Um, and they did it without pro bowlers across the board. They didn't have Zadarius Smith. They lost Zaire Alexander. Uh, they didn't have three-fifths three of the starting offensive line. They were moving guys around, and they still had a decent running attack. Now Bakhtiari is back. Josh Meyer, the center, is back. Uh, Billy Turner is back. Yeah, three, off, three prominent offensive linemen are back. Uh, they're well-rested. San Francisco, I still, as I sit here right now, I'm trying to figure out did San Francisco really win that game, although they, they tattooed Dallas, or did Dallas give them that game? Because Dallas had opportunities to win, and of course they were aided by a bad a bad call at the last final seconds of the game. I don't know if I would have had Dak Prescott run a quarterback draw for as far as he did, and of course the referee couldn't get the ball spotted enough, which cost them the game. So it's as rugged as San Francisco has been, and Debo Samuels is lights out one of the premier players in the game today. The they're going to use him on a jet sweep. They're going to use him running out of the backfield. They line him up in a slot out wide. He is Mr. Do-It-All for the 49ers. But because this game is being played at Frigid Lambeau Field, the Packers still remember what happened in that NFC Championship game last year against Tampa Bay. They're on a mission right now. They're getting healthier. Um, and I like the Packers at home. It's going to be a knockdown drag out fight. But I think, you know, whereas a lot of people talk about the 12th man being the fan for fan for Green Bay, the 12th man is that frigid air up at Lambeau Field. So I'm going to take this. I'm going to take the Packers at home with the points in this game. I think the, the Niners, I mean, that was such a huge win for them last week. Um, going into Dallas, getting the win. And of course, it was it was nice for us Eagles fans after the Eagles lost their game to watch Dallas crumble uh, yet again. But I'm taking the Packers here. I think this is one of those games that it's going to be close in the first half. 
And in the, once the third quarter starts, the Packers will reel off a few possessions in a row and just extend that lead. I, I just don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo at the end of the day. I don't think this Niners team is a team that can go shot for shot with, with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I mean, he's playing at MVP level this season. He could get it again this year after last year. Um, this Packers offense, and, and the, like you said, they're getting their offensive line back. That running game is dangerous. You have to worry about, of course, Devontae Adams. Uh, I, heard, I hear Marquez Valdez-Scantling is doubtful for the game on Sunday. Right, but Randall Cobb is back. Okay, so so they're, they're getting a lot of reinforcements back. And you said on the defensive side, you have Zadarius Smith, Jair Alexander. I mean, I, I just don't think the Niners have enough to, to uh, combat that. I'm taking the Packers here. I'm taking them with the points. I think it ends up being a two or three possession uh, score at the end of the game. Um, uh, next, we have the Rams at the Bucks. The Bucks are getting two and a half points in Tampa. Well, this time, uh, it, this was in Tampa. I mean, the Rams took it to them earlier in the season out on the West Coast. Tom Brady hates to lose. Tom Brady is probably the poorest sport you've ever seen when it comes to winning and losing games. And they've got this game at home. Um, they, they ran right through an inferior Eagles team. The Eagles had no business being on the football field with them. The Eagles weren't ready for that. The Eagles were playing with fool's go. Uh, they shouldn't even have been in the playoffs. Um, but Tampa Bay had enough to take care of business. Uh, Todd Bowles, one of the best defensive coordinators. Uh, it's understandable why he's getting interviews again for head coaching jobs. I can't wait to see what type of scheme Todd Bowles designs to combat the like of Cooper Cups and uh, all those weapons that the Rams have. Uh, plus, the Rams' defense is a very good defense. It's going to be two great defenses. Uh, Tom Brady um, at home um, is almost unbeatable. Uh, uh, Matthew Stafford, to me, still has to prove that he's a big-game quarterback. But in this situation, believe it or not, I like the Rams to go into Tampa Bay and knock off the Buc- defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers. Oh, you took my upset. I, I, I also have the, I have the Rams going into Tampa and getting the win against the Bucks. If Matt Stafford plays anything like he did this past week against the Cardinals, I mean, almost a perfect game. Um, there, I mean, he just took it right to them. He, he looked like the Matt Stafford from earlier this season. Now, this is this game is going to be on the road, so it's not going to be the same as playing in that nice dome over there in L.A. But the Bucks, well, the big hit that the Bucks are taking is Tristan Wirfs. We we don't know if he's going to be fully healthy, and we we all know that if you're playing against the Rams, you need your fully healthy offensive line going up against Aaron Donald and Von Miller. Um, I just don't know the with the Bucks. We know Tom Brady. If anything, we know that Tom Brady doesn't like getting hit, and. You have two of the best fast rushers in in the NFL and two of the best ever in the NFL, honestly, um, coming after Tom Brady. I'm looking forward to this game a lot. I think that's going to be enough to knock Tom Brady uh, out of rhythm. And I think the Rams end up getting the win in Tampa Bay. We're going to get a new Super Bowl champion this year. Lastly, we have our game of the week. We have the Bills at the Chiefs. The Chiefs are getting two points in Kansas City. Man, this is going to be some kind of shootout uh, with the Bills and the Chiefs. I think Josh Allen has arrived. What a show he put on last week against the New England Patriots. Uh, Stephon Diggs, uh, Devin Singletary, the defense is flat out balling. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, 
Their defense is balling. Sean McDermott against his old former mentor, Andy Reid. Andy Reid, maybe Eric B. Enemy, has one of the more creative offenses I've ever seen in the National Football League. It's like they drop these plays in the dirt and then just run them. And, of course, Patrick Mahomes throws from every angle that you can imagine that a quarterback coach would tell you not to throw from. But that's what makes Patrick Mahomes as special as he is. The fact that he can throw from all these angles, side, arm, underarm, it doesn't make a difference. And he's got speed merchants everywhere. Buffalo is a team that has been waiting a long time for its moment in the sun. I'm going to take Buffalo to go into Kansas City and knock off the Chiefs. Oof, this is really tempting. I, I really thought about taking the Bills. They are as hot as you can get in the playoffs. The Chiefs, though, that game last week, that they finally, after all this year, they finally look like the Chiefs that we're used to seeing. Uh, offense clicking. Uh, Travis Kelsey out here doing all, all over the field, throwing touchdowns even. Um... Their running game looked good. Jarek McKinnon had the game of his life uh, on Sunday night in, uh, against Pittsburgh. I still, I'm still taking the Chiefs here. I'm riding with Patrick Mahomes. I think the Chiefs find a way to get it done. And I think the big difference in this game is the fact that the Bills don't have Jadavius White. If he was healthy and playing in this game, to shore up that secondary a little bit more, I, I would probably lean more towards the Bills. But I'm still, I know they have the two of the best safeties, probably the best safety tandem in the NFL. But I just don't trust the corners fully. Um, missing one of the best corners in the NFL is going to cost them in a game like this. I'm taking the Chiefs. You know, I, I, just, I just love everything about Sean McDermott. No nonsense coach. His players love him just like Andy Reid. The players love him. Sean McDermott has waited his turn. I've known Sean for a long time. Uh, he's such a good guy. I've known Andy Reid for even even longer amount of time. So it's hard for me to root against either one of these teams. I, I just want to see them both excel. And obviously, they're on a collision course. <clears throat> I just think when it comes to the Buffalo Bills, you're looking at a team that has been waiting and waiting. And, you know, they feel now that their time has arrived. They finally, they finally are the kings of the AFC East. They beat New England two out of three this season. And the way they're playing on all cylinders right now, I think they have everything that they need to go on the road into an environment like Arrowhead Stadium and and pull off the mild upset. It's going to be a great game. This could be one of those 40 to 38 type games. Um, I I expect a lot of scoring. Now, Steve Spagnuolo has a Kansas City defense for the past month or so playing lights out. Completely different defense compared to what we were watching most of the season. Whatever he did, whatever he said to these guys, they finally bought into it. And that defense is playing like a playoff defense. Kansas City wouldn't surprise me if they make a third consecutive trip to the Super Bowl. But I just think their road to the Super Bowl stops here. Buffalo is going to be the detour they can't get around. Yeah, it's actually, I'm glad you mentioned Spagnola's uh, defense. What was it? Up until week seven, the Chiefs had the worst ranked defense in Absolutely. the NFL. And then since yep. week seven, they were the number one ranked defense in the NFL. Something like that, it's, man. It's, I don't, I, I've, I, from my memory, I mean, obviously, I, I, I haven't been around as long as uh, other NFL fans, but um, I've never seen that before. I've never seen a team with that big of a turnaround with no real personnel changes uh, to just shift... I don't know if it was a shift in scheme, um, something he said. Maybe he also had a uh, 
a flower metaphor like uh, Nick Sirianni did in <laughs> week seven. Um, but I don't know. It's something about the Chiefs defense. I'm really excited to see what they do against Josh Allen and this seemingly unstoppable Bills, uh, Bills offense. Yeah, uh, that, that's going to be a matchup. Four great matchups this weekend. Um, <clears throat> any one of these games could go either way. I think these teams are so closely matched. Um, but you were just talking about your your head coach, Nick Sirianni, and your Philadelphia Eagles. And I think the Eagles and the Pittsburgh Steelers should not have even been in the playoffs. Uh, they, they are not playoff material. They added that seventh game. I understand why. Uh, you know, more money is involved. But when I look at this Eagles team, Jalen Hurts, um, he finally got exposed. Um, he has a long way to go. He's got to learn how to read his progressions. He's got to learn how to not see ghosts. He's got to become more accurate with the ball. He's got to develop a, a stronger arm to throw the deep ball. And the Eagles have so many different things they need. They need to find a wide receiver to complement uh, Devontae Smith. I think Devontae Smith is a number two receiver. I think they need to find that number one. I think the Eagles have two, three, and four receivers. I think they're still lacking a number one. Quez Watkins is a number three uh, at, at best. And, and I just think, you know, Jalen Rager, you know, you, you heard the uh, coach talking up Jalen Rager at their the press conference after the season was over, which tells me that they're going to bring Jalen Rager back. And I understand why you can't just give up on that first round pick after two seasons. Howie Roseman has had enough egg on his face when it comes to being inconsistent with his draft. So you got Des, uh, Devontae Smith as your two, Wes Watkins as your three, Jalen Rager as your four. I think you need to find a legitimate number one, hopefully by way of free agency, uh, which is coming up shortly. I think if they can find Jalen Hurts, another proven weapon, uh, improve his mechanics, improve his accuracy, his vision on the field. I don't know if Jalen Hurts will elevate to an elite status of a quarterback, but he can be an efficient. Sta- uh, 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 he can he can reach the level of efficient status in the National Football League. If Howie Roseman gets the right pieces around him on offense and defense, I do think this Eagles team can be a winning team in 2022. When I left the game on on Sunday, and actually, let's go back to before the game. My main thought going into the game was keep it close. Like I didn't, I didn't really expect the Eagles to be able to to pull out the win. Obviously, I was rooting for them. Uh, they're my favorite team. Um, I was rooting for the impossible, pretty much. I was hoping that we can finally, or we can beat Tom Brady again and just haunt him again. Um, but what I wanted was for it just to not be a blowout, not not to be a dominating performance by the Bucks. Um, not for them to look as unstoppable as they did. Um, that game was exactly what I wished, was hoping wouldn't happen. Um, I was very concerned with what I saw from Jalen Hurts. Uh, I know we've we've been up and down on him all year. Uh, when they switched to running the ball, he obviously looked like he was much more comfortable. Um, but what I what concerned me the most about Jalen Hurts is that I saw a look in his eyes and, and, and just the way he was playing that I've seen in him before. I saw it in him when when, Alabama, when he got benched in Alabama in the championship game against uh, Georgia. Um, kind of like like you said, he's seeing ghosts out there. Um, I saw it when he lost uh, uh, when he was losing in Oklahoma at the end of their season. Something about Jalen Hurts and these big spotlights. I, I'm not sure if I'm too confident in him. Honestly, um, I was hoping that uh, uh, like everybody's been saying that the Eagles had an easy 
rode that second half of the season, and they did. Um, but I was hoping, obviously, for the for the Eagles to to kind of prove that wrong and prove that they do actually belong in the playoffs. They looked like they were in a completely different. The, the Bucks looked like they were in a completely different league uh, than the Eagles did all Sunday. Um, I do think Hertz is going to end up being the, the starter again next year. Um, but I am and not. I left that game not very confident uh, in the uh, in the quarterback position, uh, quarterback situation that the Eagles have. Uh, I do think Devontae Smith is a number one receiver, though. Um, my my concern with the Eagles on Sunday was they're not they weren't targeting him at all in the first half. You, you you're going for it on a fourth down. You're throwing it to Jalen Rager, who's matched up against the only healthy starting. Tampa Bay starting quarter, uh, uh, cornerback. I, I'm like, where, where is this? Where is decision making coming from? Devontae Smith, you, you finally start to feature him in the fourth quarter. He's turning these wide receiver screens that all year have been one, two yard gains at, at best. He's turning them into 30, 35 yard gains. And I'm just sitting there watching, and I'm like, where, where has this been? It's like, why? Why is it, it this isn't this shouldn't be such a surprise that you finally put the ball in your best offensive player's hands and he makes plays? Um, I don't understand why there are so many drawn up plays and, and so many why so much of the offense is featured around guys not named Devontae Smith. Um, and I think that we saw at the end of that game that he definitely needs to be featured way more in this offense. Reason why they weren't featuring him in the first half is because he couldn't get off press coverage. I thought it was a telling tale during the broadcast when the announcer said that Todd Bowles had told them that they were not afraid of the Eagles running game. Now that tells me they knew exactly how they were going to line up and sure enough they stacked the line of scrimmage and they dared the Eagles to throw the football and your number one receiver couldn't get off press coverage. They should have played, they would have, should have gone to play action, taken a couple of deep shots. And I'm watching isolations where Devontae Smith was having problems to get off press coverage, okay? When he finally started catching the ball, uh, it was 31-0. Just like the first game, Tampa Bay had called off the dogs. They're more concerned about, okay, let's not get anybody hurt because we have a bigger game to worry about next week. And then all of a sudden, the Eagles started making plays. You know, they gassed him for a run. Uh, Boston Scott gassed him for a, a touchdown run. They got another touchdown as well. They basically Tampa Bay. So that's what I said they're playing with fool's gold. Uh, uh, you know, they came back. They made it interesting. It was too late then. It was way too late. You know, your quarterback still has a lot to learn. Your so-called number one receiver, as good as he played, especially against the the, the weak sisters of the NFL the second half of the season, needs to get a little stouter and a little bit more physical in the game. Um, and you have a coaching staff that needs to come up with a better counter plan when things are not going their way. I thought Nick Sirianni called a bad game. I thought um, Jonathan Gannon uh, called a bad game. But all of a sudden, his defense played a much better game by the second half. But by then, it was too late. I understand you're playing Tom Brady, but you played Tom Brady without his home run threats. There was no Chris Godwin. There was no Antonio Brown. 
You know, um, you, you had Mike Evans and a cast of guys you, you barely heard of, and they chewed that Eagles defense up. Now, the biggest play for Tampa Bay was a 36-yard touchdown, Mike Evans. Jonathan Gannon is more concerned about not giving up the big plays instead of having his guys play more aggressive. When you play the better quarterbacks in the National Football League, the Tom Brady's, the Aaron Rodgers, the Patrick Mahomes, now the Josh Allen's, these quarterbacks will light you up underneath all day if you keep giving their wide receivers cushion. And that's what John, that's one of the biggest things that drive me nuts with Jonathan Gannon is he won't come out of this prevent defense that he plays. And it cost him. Um, hopefully, from the coaching staff to the young players, this playoff experience was a valuable lesson that will be ingrained in their minds from now until they hit training camp in late July, early August in terms of what they all need to improve on from coaching strategy to physicality to techniques, so on and so forth. Because when you look at the eight teams that are remaining in the National Football League playoffs right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are light years behind those eight teams that are still in the playoffs right now. Definitely. And honestly, I, I, I have my, my problems with Jonathan Gannon, but I don't blame the defense for that that loss on Sunday. You, obviously, you go down 17 nothing. That's not not ideal. You are playing against the, the greatest quarterback of all time. And like you said, Jonathan Gannon is playing his prevent defense. But after that 17 nothing, that Bucks the offense was not doing much for the rest of the, uh, of the first half and then uh, going into the uh, uh, through the third quarter. When an offense continuously goes three and out, turns the ball over, I stopped blaming the defense for eventually letting up a 36-yard touchdown to Mike Evans. I I can't really blame them. They're on the field for most of the game, and they're already uh, playing against an offense that that's one of the better ones in the NFL. Albeit, like you said, they're not with their home run hitters. Um, I have a bunch of problems with Jonathan Gannon. I don't love him. I, I haven't liked the defense much this year, but I'm not pinning that loss on jo- on Jonathan Gannon and the defense. Well. As we look ahead to the offseason, the Eagles have a lot of holes to fill, especially on defense. They have to get much better personnel on defense. They have a surplus of first-round picks, and it would it would be in Howie Roseman's best interest to do his due diligence. We're going to hear rumors all offseason about possible quarterbacks the Eagles are looking at in terms of veterans who could be free agents. The Eagles, it would behoove them to do their due diligence and, and look at some of these trades and quarterbacks to bring in it for nothing more you know, insurance. Now they have Gardner Minshew who's back again, but who knows? They may use Gardner Minshew as trade bait and try to get a, you know a few more draft picks. You might get a fourth, fifth round pick for Gardner Minshew, you know, which is a valuable pick to a lot of teams. Um, but they've they've got to address the defense in the trenches, linebacker, outside corner, even a safety. You know, if, even if if the right safety is there, you've got to, you've got to address the defense. I'm not so sure that the Eagles don't use their first four draft picks on defense and then start picking up some couple of wide receivers, um, you know, from, from the third round on. Just to take a look. J.J.R. Thigga-Whiteside is never going to be anything more than what he is, a special team demon who's a good blocking wide receiver. Jalen Rager is what he is. I don't think he's ever going to be anything better. People, <clears throat> the so-called experts had him rated as anywhere from a second to fourth round pick. And the Eagles pick him in the top 25 players in the National Football League when they took him two seasons ago. And lo and behold, look at what they've got. So you've missed twice on wide receivers. You hit it right with Devonta Smith, but you missed twice. Think about the receivers you could have already in the fall with Devonta Smith 
Had your scouting department and your general manager made the correct moves, and they did not. So now they're playing catch-up again. But that's not to say they can't get better in a hurry. They're going to have a lot more cap space to play with this offseason, coupled with the draft picks, the high draft picks that they have. They should be able to refill this roster with quality talent in a hurry. So I can't wait to see what happens once free agency starts, and more importantly, what they're going to do when the draft comes up later this spring. Yeah, I completely agree. Honestly, the, the offseason can't get here quick enough. Uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing um, what ends up happening with the three draft picks. In my opinion, close your eyes and pick anybody from that Georgia defense that just won the national championship. Um, or Alabama. Or, I'll take or Alabama, Alabama players. Um, stay, stay, stay with the SEC is my rule. Um, unless you're picking uh, like David Ojabo from, from Michigan or, so, or somebody right. of that caliber. Um, but... I, I just want and the Kobe Dean is a, is a, would be a would be a perfect David Lloyd any any of those guys, um, and I do think that they'll, they'll probably address wide receiver in probably free agency or one of those later draft picks. I agree, uh, that's probably what I think that they they would end up doing. All right, well uh, the division around of the playoffs is coming up. Can't wait to see how it turns out. Who knows? Maybe I'll go a perfect four and zero this weekend, following up my perfect six and zero. So until next time, for Daniel Shabazz and I'm Derek Gunn. This has been Jumping a Gun. We'll talk to you next time. So long, everybody. to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.